0: Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Tim Dermias. It's not every day that an NPR producer steps in front of the microphone, but Martin Patience's new book has him sitting in the studio's guest chair. His debut novel is called The Darker the Night, and it's a political thriller that centers on a murder that takes place in Glasgow, and how Fulton McKenzie, the investigative reporter at the heart of the story, unravels a chilling fact about it. Patients spoke about the book with our colleague, Scott Simon, including how it was inspired by a story he covered years ago as a foreign correspondent, the joys of writing fiction, and what it's like to, for once, be in charge of the story you're telling. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Get your quote at Progressive.com and see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
1: The Darker the Night, a new novel, begins with a man shot dead in the center of Glasgow. Looks like gang stuff, though Fulton McKenzie, investigative reporter for the Scottish Siren, sniffs out that it's more. Meets up at a pub with the source and a pal, Detective Sergeant Davey Bryant, who downs a pint of lager, pulls his chair close and tells Fulton McKenzie. It's actually way bigger. Let's ask the author, Martin Patience, to pick up the scene. The
0: victim had a number in his back pocket. It was written on a piece of paper, a mobile phone number. And asked Fulton quietly, and I dialed it. And who picked up? Davy pulled away from Fulton. He glanced over his shoulders again, then leaned forward, cupping his hands round Fulton's ear. You're never going to believe this. It was the First Minister.
1: Ah, oh, the First Minister is in the leader of the Scottish Government, of oh, the intrigue. The Darker the Night is the debut thriller from Martin Patience, a BBC foreign correspondent for more than 15 years, including stops in Jerusalem, Beijing and Beirut. He is now senior producer at NPR's Weekend Edition and joins us in our studios. Martin, thanks so much for making the trip across the hall.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: How long have you been living with this novel?
0: Do you know, almost a decade. I read a magazine article about a political murder set in South America. And I remember at the time, it was so shocking, but I thought, this would be fabulous, setting this story in Scotland. And it was an idea that never left me. It was a bit like a mosquito that was locked in my room. And every once in a while, it would kind of buzz at me. And then about five years ago, I had been working on a big report in Nigeria. And I realized that report wasn't going to make the impact that I wanted. And I was so frustrated. And I said to myself, I'm going to write that book. I'm going to control something within my own Mm. life. So I started the book. Uh, the first 10,000 words came pretty quickly a few weeks. I thought, how hard can this be? <laughs> the rest of the 60,000, 70,000 words, well, they took uh, two or three years.
1: Your novel in many ways touches on the, uh, on the relationship between reporters
0: and sources, the police and government. How do you see that as a novelist? What I wanted to do with this book was talk about these relationships because, obviously, we are in it. As a journalist, I speak to a lot of government officials. I speak to the police. I speak to people on the street. And what you try and do as a journalist is bring together all that information and try and write a version of the truth. Journalists who are often criticised, often maligned in today's society, I think most of them are trying to dig at the truth. It's not always easy, but we need journalists Mm -hmm. because journalists create trust in society. They hold institutions and those in power to account. Uh, And what we've seen in Scotland, but also in other countries, including the US, is the collapse of particularly local journalism. And I think that's been one of the big reasons that we've seen a collapse in trust across society. And that's a dangerous place to be in. And that's a continuing theme in this in this very book, isn't it? People, people who are working
1: at the newspaper wonder how long they'll be in business one way or another.
0: Absolutely. I think in Scotland but in other countries, being a journalist is incredibly difficult. Thankfully in Scotland, you're not threatened with physical violence as you are, say, in Nigeria or even in China where you can be locked up. I remember it was in Nigeria and my first week, a man walked into a bar and he had a suitcase and inside his suitcase was a puppet because he was a puppeteer. And I just asked him, do you have any advice for me my first week in Nigeria how, how to cover this country? And he said, everybody in this country is an eyewitness. Everybody saw the politician taking the bribe. He said, what you have to remember is you can trust Nobody. And I realized that trust is the fabric that holds societies and countries together.
1: There's a sensational charge in this novel against the First Minister, then a sensational confession from her. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, Family relationships, the background of an independence referendum, MI5.
0: How do you keep it all straight in your mind? Uh, Notes. Do you know what was interesting, though? I found, in some ways, the plotting and the pacing the easiest part. What I found harder was the characterization how to come up mm-hmm. with characters. Because as somebody said to me, ultimately, when it comes to stories, nobody remembers the plot. What they remember is the characters and what they've been through. And I did two or three redrafts on this book, and one of the big things, actually the biggest issue... Mm-hmm was trying to make characters that hopefully resonate with the reader.
1: I admire Graham Greene and John Le Carré. I wonder if there have been any novelists who have been particularly influential.
0: It's interesting. Well, I'm crossing the pond. I'm crossing the Atlantic. It's interesting how we like things that are different from what we grew up with. And I always loved F. Scott Fitzgerald for the clarity of his prose, but also the big themes that he talks about, particularly in America. I mean, one writer I really admire at the moment is the writer Don Winslow, Mm -hmm. who is an incredibly pacey writer, but he writes about the big, difficult issues of our time, and I think he does it in such an engaging fashion without dumbing down. What do you get out of writing a novel that's not in journalism? In journalism, rightly you're constrained by the facts. Whereas what writing fiction enables you to do is to take a leap of imagination. So you take a few things that have happened to you and then you spin out a story from then on. And I think that's fabulous. Just letting your imagination run riot. Because in journalism, that can happen. Whereas in fiction, that's the name of the game.
1: Well... Haste ye back, Martin. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. Weekend editions on Martin Patience's debut novel, The Darker the Night. Thank you so much
0: for being with us. Thank you so much. Now I'll get back to work. <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you're in HR and a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. How would this impact business? ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into next time on it's been a minute from NPR.